This is Buccaneers Total Access. He's hit, he's crunched, he's clobbered by Gerald McCoy. Wow. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Your friend on the digital frontier. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint. Celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Tampa Bay? We are so excited to be back with another year of Buccaneers Total Access. And this year, that's right, we are coming to you live from Hooters on Hillsboro. Come say hi to all of us here every single week. And today I am honored to be joined by Ryan Jensen, new Buccaneer. Ryan, how are you doing? Doing good. You know, uh, came off a big win yesterday and makes uh, makes Mondays nice. Yeah, we, g- we gave you a great show today to be able to come on to talk about that game, and I know you already enjoyed some amazing wings. You demolished how many before the show started? Uh, 18 or 20, give something or, like give that. Give or take 18 or 20. It took like five minutes. I was incredibly impressed. Uh, all right, we know all of you have questions for Ryan. Tons of ways to get those in. Here are your call numbers, 813-990-4620, 727-461-4620, and toll-free, 888 888- Five four six forty six twenty. You can also submit them under the Bucks app, under the More section, or on Twitter using that hashtag Bucks Radio. So go ahead and get all those questions in for Ryan. I've already seen a few amazing ones. We're going to get to later in the show. But before we even get to that, we got to talk about that game. It was amazing. I mean, tied a franchise record of points in the first half and the game overall. Fitz has a perfect passer rating at halftime. I mean, that game was insane, especially from the offensive side of things. So what was it like to be a part of such a dominant offensive performance? Yeah, you know, uh, it was awesome. We came out uh, came out swinging. Uh, you know, we were, we were down early in the game, and we came back and uh, started fast. And that's, that's something we've been trying to uh, – we've been working on through camp all year is uh, wanting to come out and, and start fast during the game. And uh, it, it showed. I think we scored on our first four possessions of the, of the game. And – uh, we kept we kept on the gas. Yeah, y'all didn't need Brian Anger for like a really long time, which is pretty incredible. And I mean, career high 417 yards passing for Fitz, which is incredible. So, what was it like to watch him in particular, and, and what had you already seen from him in camp and, and being around him this month to to let you know that this was a thing that could happen? Yeah, you know, we you know since uh, everything happened uh, with Jamison, you know, uh, Fitz was going to be the guy, uh, and. You know, we had all the full confidence in, in Fitz, and, you know, he's been around for a long time. You know, I think this is his 14th or 15th year, and, you know, he, he brings a lot of experience, a lot of uh, veteran leadership uh, to the field. And, you know, seeing him out there tossing the ball, having having a ball out there, celebrating and, and stuff like that, it, it was awesome uh, uh, to be part of that. Yeah, it did look almost contagious of – him having so much fun and then there being so many big plays like more guys wanted to be a part of it and is that a feeling that can happen where it does feel like you it's a snowball effect yeah definitely uh having we, we go out there to have fun and win games and when you're winning games and you're you're playing you're playing good on offense and you get things rolling it's uh it's it's very contagious uh, i just i know everybody especially the line we were we we're blocking it up out there and uh fitz was doing you know his his fitz magic out there fitz and, and thro- throwing the ball down the field and it was a uh, it was awesome. Uh, it's definitely contagious, to, especially, you know, you've seen your quarterback getting excited that way. And what were your thoughts when you saw him take off running? I mean, Fitz, you know, he's, he's an older guy, but he's uh, he's athletic uh, for, you know, being an older guy. And uh, it's awesome uh, seeing that out of a out of an older quarterback. A lot of times you see some older guys, they, they just, you know, get rid of the ball or 
um, or whatnot. But yeah, seeing him out there running and, and you know we scored over on the yeah. goal line. It, that was that was that was something fun to watch. I bet that guy was like, "What just happened? Like I just got run over by a 35 year old quarterback." Exactly. And then he he pulls out the Superman celebration, which was my favorite part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's he's a funny uh, uh, funny guy when it comes to his his celebrations and. Uh, and stuff like that. So it was, it was awesome to see. I've seen a lot of memes today, even talking about the Fitz magic, and there was like the parody on the Nike ad, a whole bunch of things. Have you seen some of those? Yeah, I've seen I've seen the the Nike one, and then just a couple of the other ones. It's a. Uh it's a. It's, there's some funny ones out there. Definitely a, worth a Twitter search. I love that. I think that's so great. Uh, what did you already know about Fitz before coming in here and, and his career? I mean, in theory, I could basically ask you, did you grow up watching him? Because he's enough older than you that that's a thing that you were like, you would have been in what, like middle school or something when he entered the yeah, league, high school, early high school? 14, so... Well, what year would that be for him? He's 35. Uh, you're what, 27? 27. So, yeah. yeah. So got eight years. years on yeah, me. eight years, eight years. Uh, yeah, where was I eight years ago? Holy cow. I was a freshman in college. <laughs> okay, there you go. Right around there? No, high school? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. Somewhere in there, there you years, know. Years past. <laughs> but no, yeah, you, you, everybody uh, always has something to say about Fitz, and um, it's awesome. And uh, watching him, you know, playing with the Jets and, and his career, it's been it's been amazing. And uh, just the fact that, you know, playing 14 years in the NFL, that, that says something about him. Yeah, that's that's so true. It's not an easy league to stick around in for it's that not. long. Uh, and there were so many big plays, nine plays of 20-plus yards. Uh, was that – first of all, what is the effect of that on a game as compared to a game where it's like this methodical, slow marching down the field as compared to you get a big burst of yardage? How does that change the way things feel out there? Yeah, definitely. Getting, uh, getting chunk plays like that, it, it can uh, – I think there's there's something to say about both both ways. You know, going on 16, 17 play drives can really uh, demolish a defense and really take their will. But you know, hitting 20, 25 yard chunk plays, hitting 50 yard touchdown passes, that that can you know crush them also. So I think there's there's a it's a different type of excitement. Um, you know, obviously for the fans, it's 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 always a lot a lot more fun when you know you're you're hitting 50 yard 50 yard bombs and stuff like that. But uh, no, it's awesome. It's it's it makes the drives, I mean, very exciting. Yeah. Did you notice how much it quieted the Superdome when you hit that, especially that first one to Deshaun? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's the thing about big plays. It, it takes the air out of a, a stadium, especially especially on the road in a hostile environment like, like the Superdome is. And those those chunk plays, I mean, it did. It just got – it went from rowdy to, to quiet pretty quick. What does that do for you guys? It's, it's got to be kind of weird because you think about, like, you want fans – behind you but for the offense that's not really ever something y'all actually want in terms of loudness so that's got to be kind of weird to think that you you almost don't want people cheering for you <laughs> exactly yeah you know on the road that's one thing you want to do you always want to you want to quiet the quiet the crowd and um get them out of it because they do play an effect on on the offensive side of the ball when you're on offense and you're in a uh, enemy territory you know, if you can get them quiet, it, it makes life a lot easier communication-wise and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, having it quiet is always a good thing when you're on offense. Yeah, you're new to this division. So how many times had you played in that arena before? Uh, I played in there in 14. We played on Monday Night Football. In, uh played in there in the preseason a couple different times when I was with Baltimore. And even in the preseason, it still got pretty, got pretty loud. So I think that was my... I want to say third or fourth time playing. Yeah, now you're going to face it every year. Exactly. kind of crazy to realize. (laughs) Um, We were talking about those big plays, and earlier I was talking to Ali Marpet, and he said that there were so many of these long plays that he decided to just stay and celebrate with Fitz instead of running down the field because he was like, y'all are too far away. I'm not running all the way down there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, The first – 
I know the first touchdown to Deshaun, I, I, I was down there 50, you know, 50 yards down the field. And, yeah, it, it, it wears on you. Then uh, when uh, Fitz threw that one in, the, I think, the fourth quarter or third quarter, uh, yeah, it was like the 55 yard to, to Mike. I was like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't running all the way I'm not going down, down there. Yeah, I'm, y'all. Good job, guys. Yeah, I'm going to slap hands with Fitz. And yeah, then, air five down here. Like, <laughs> go, to the, to go. go to the sideline. <laughs> um, for there to be so many big plays like that, that shows you guys were giving Fitz a lot of time. I mean, we know Deshaun is fast, but he still does need some time to get down there. And then it felt like Peyton Barber had some huge holes to run through. So, I mean, it looked like you guys played a really incredible game in terms of the time you were giving, the holes you were giving. Is that how it felt? Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it, it felt good. I know we uh, we gave up zero sacks, and we had, we had two quarterback hits that uh, ended up being uh, roughing the passer. So, uh, I feel like we were giving fits uh, all the time in the world yesterday. Um, he also did, you know, did some stuff with his feet when uh, guys recovered downfield and and all that. But uh, yeah, we got Peyton out in the open field a couple different times, and you know, there's always things to work on. And we watched we watched the game today, and you know, there's minor minute details that we can get better at, and uh, you know, maybe we'll get uh, Peyton. Um, over 100 yards. Yeah, that's always a great goal. All right, we got our first caller here. Let's head over to Howie from Land Lakes. What's going on, Howie? Oh, How- Howie, did we, did we lose you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we go. oh yeah. there we go. Now we can hear you. Yeah, no problem. Um, just want to say major kudos to you guys yesterday. You guys did outstanding. Definitely blew everybody away. It's uh wasn't what the, the nation was expected, but it was nice to see from, uh, as far as being a Tampa Bay fan. Um, question for, my question for you, Ryan, is um, as, as an offensive guy, you guys, well, how do I put this? I was very frustrated. Now, I don't do full, football full-time, but I'd like to pick up very knowledgeable schemes, defenses, all that. I see so much off coverage, uh, third and ones, where the corners are given up eight yards. Uh, consistently, the fourth quarter when they drove it down to get within uh, eight points, constantly playing it seemed like a zone coverage where Thomas was just sitting down in the middle of the zone constantly, just time after time after time. Um, any change? Does that ever come up with you guys in the, you know, what's the thinking behind that? If you could help educate me why they allow that to happen. Uh, you know, being on the opposite side of the ball, um, we're on the sideline trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to do next. And uh, we haven't really – I didn't, wasn't able to really see that. But I think, you know, some uh, some concept behind that is to keep the ball in front and, you know, not give up any big plays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when we when we see that, if we're down, you know, it's uh, – that that's kind of what they're trying to do. They're trying to play a top-down defense. And uh, I think that that's part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys are – you have a lot going on looking at all the film and all the stuff going on right there on the sideline immediately what's happening. So we still have tons of time left here with Ryan Jensen on Buccaneers Total Access. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you're sending in all those questions on Twitter. Use that hashtag BucksRadio. Give us a call or send them in on the Bucks app under the More section. We're going to have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You grew up together, went to college together. Now, your best friend is getting married, and you've been asked to make the toast. You tap the glass, a hush falls. You clear your throat and say, This is a big moment for everyone, because right now it's time to test drive the Mercedes-Benz C-Class. Sporty, spacious, sleek, it's the benchmark of refinement and performance. The one that's been power sliding through our dreams at night. So I say, enjoy your cake and eat it too. I will. I'm headed to my authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, where right now you can get the 2018 C300 Sports Sedan with a NHTSA 5-star overall safety rating for just $40,250. 
Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. MSRP for your 2018 C300 sports sedan excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation charge, and dealer prep. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Euro Cars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Loki Motor Company, and Mercedes-Benz of Weston Chapel, or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. Billy's internet costs too much dough. For slow uploads that drain his side hustle flow. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds four times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 80 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. You say there's nothing quite like the feel of the open road when you ride a motorcycle. You know it takes concentration, knowledge, and skills beyond those required to drive a car. Ride Smart Florida would like to take this opportunity to remind you to enjoy the road, but to always ride smart. S-M-A-R-T. Say no to drinking and riding. Make yourself more visible to motorists. Always wear your helmet. Ride and control. Train regularly and get endorsed. Visit RideSmartFlorida.com for more details. Do you ride smart? This message is provided by the Florida Department of Transportation. Get the most out of your next trip to the beach with FloridaBeachInsider.com. You'll find expert picks to help you choose the best beach for your interest, plus insider tips to guide you to convenient places to park, eat, or grab a drink, and deals on places to stay. From dog beaches to family-friendly spots, Trust the locals at FloridaBeachInsider.com to tell you what you need to know before you go. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Welcome back in to Buccaneers Total Access. I am here with Ryan Jensen, and we are live on location at Hooters on Hillsboro. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. And, of course, we know you probably have tons of questions for Ryan, one of the new additions to the Buccaneers this year. So you can send those in on Twitter using hashtag BucksRadio in the Bucks app under the More section, or you can always give us a call. Uh, I know that a lot of what people know about you or at least heard about you as we were signing you was the way you play the game, which is a little bit nasty. And then of course, as I'm, you know, was already preparing to ask you about all this, then you went and got in a fight yesterday. So I appreciate you giving me the reason to bring this idea up. So first of all, uh, tell me about this particular tussle uh, in, in yesterday's game. And then we can go into the larger, why do you play so nasty? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yesterday it just was, uh, you know, a physical, physical game. And uh, that's the way, you know, we want to play, you know, as a as a unit and, and everything like that. And, you know, I try to be the, the bell cow when it comes to uh, setting the tone that way. And, yeah, yesterday it was just, you know, uh, that, that drive in general was kind of a, a physical drive. Um, uh, Fitz got hit uh, twice with, you know, hit late. And I think that kind of set the tone for the drive. And, uh, you know, I think that's just kind of, that's kind of what happened. You know, I was finishing a block, and, you know, defense alignment don't tend to uh, appreciate when offense alignment finish blocks. So uh, that's just kind of just what, uh, what started it. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Actually, when I was doing the show with, with Ali uh, Marpet and Donovan Smith earlier today, I told them that we were going to do the show tonight. I said, what should I ask Ryan about? And Ali was like, the fact that he doesn't get off of guys right away, like, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, definitely. It's just, um, you know, we – 
in in the in the old locker room we have a we have a saying is you know you know make us make you know you know the the opponent we're going against fill us for for 60 minutes always being um you know blocking them and always you know staying on them and, and stuff like that and uh to me that that fits my the way i play the game perfectly and uh it kind of it showed a little bit yesterday that's pretty great. Uh, we, and we had uh, Justin send us in a message on Twitter saying, I love seeing Jensen push the defender over to get our player back up. That's what this O-line needs. Great job, man. Keep bringing it. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, uh, it's an attitude. Running the ball is, a, uh, is all about the attitude you bring to it. On, uh, you know, that, that's something I feel I bring to the run game is just that, that, that nasty uh, attitude and finish. Yeah, and we had Alex from Orlando talking about how he loves that on the flip side of that, you're always like one of the first guys to grab one of your own teammates and pull him back up off the ground, especially if a defensive guy is kind of laying on him. That uh, And they said that you're probably talking a little trash when you do that. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I just, you know, trying to get get my guy off the ground and then, you know, get the next player in. And, um, you know, that kind of goes back to the, you know, making the defenders always know you're around and, and stuff like that is – um, you know, I'm always going to be, be around the pile as much as possible. Yeah, and uh, Doug said that it didn't seem like you guys struggled with any communication issues in the Dome, even with all the the noise in there. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we uh, we had a really good game uh, communication-wise and, and assignment-wise. Uh, we had a couple little little things that weren't uh, terribly noticeable um, unless you, you knew what happened, and uh, that, that that's, goes to show um, – us as a unit, uh, how cohesive we are, and you know how how far we've come uh, in the in the last in the last couple months. A guy named Outlaw on Twitter, which is pretty great, uh, said he went to the game yesterday, and a Saints fan next to him asked for his prediction before the game, and he said, "Our dude Jensen is going to knock someone's block off today. He's bringing the nasty, and thanks for backing me up on that." And he said, "Do you think that the way you play is contagious to the other O linemen or other guys on the team?" Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, Playing with attitude is, is something that is contagious. And when, you know, you have uh, guys on the field who are, who are going 100, 100 miles an hour and, and playing physical, and, and that it, I think it is contagious. I, I know as a, as a young uh, NFL player watching, you know, Marshall Yonda, who's going to be a Hall of Fame guard, watching the way he played the game, uh, really, you know, it was contagious for me to, to play that way. Uh, Peter talked about it seemed like the O-line played so well together and had a cohesiveness about it. Uh, he was wondering how that has been able to happen so fast when you are kind of the guy calling the shots on the line and you're new. And so what contributed to the fact that you guys are able to do that? Uh, I think a lot of that's just trust. And uh, when you have five, you know, six guys, you got to be all on the same page, you know, with the tight end in there and, and everything. It, it's There's a lot of trust involved with it. And um, you know, that trust comes in the meeting rooms and in practice and in training camp and, uh, you know, conversations you have in the locker room about things that are going going on. You know, a lot of that comes, you know, from that trust factor and, uh, you know, being all, you know, being on the same page. Uh, and Garrett says, other than you, who do you think plays the nastiest on the team? And he actually specifically wanted to know who has the nastiest attitude on our D-line. But I, I want to open it up to the whole team if that's an option. Um, I, I, would, I would say probably a, a guy that kind of, you know, we kind of went at it a little bit in camp and, and stuff like that is uh, is Vinnie Curry. He's he's got a he got that that uh, that finish in him, and he he's always finishing plays and he's always going 100 miles an hour. So uh, I think that that's that's one guy that that I've gone against on the team that's kind of got that nasty to him. Uh, Jackie wants to know, uh, how does it work transitioning from snapping to blocking? Seems like one of the hardest things to do in football. 
Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, it, it all comes from, again, from practice and, and doing it over and over again. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely hard when you got a 325, 330-pound guy, you know, three inches from your head when you've got to snap a ball between your legs and get your hands up. But, yeah, uh, it doesn't sound ideal to it, me. It, I'm not going to lie. It, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of tough, but uh, it just comes with comes with practice and, and doing it over and over again. So, now, we've talked a lot about you being nasty on the field and everything, and it's funny because, of course, I heard about that before I ever met you when we were first signing you. That's what everybody talks about. And then you're, like, the nicest guy off the field and I am so confused by this and I, I really don't even understand how you can have this total like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. So how does this work? Take me through this and when do you transition from one to the other so I can know when I need to talk to you before and after a game? Yeah, definitely. Uh, thing that comes to mind when people ask me that, ask me that all the time is I go back to my high school days uh, talking with my high school head coach. Um, he always used the example of Bill Romanowski and uh, watching him practice, uh, he would always, you know, come off the field, throw his ball cap on, uh, you know, be talking and this and that. And as soon as he'd have to go onto the field, ball cap went and do, you know, went on the ground and you went in there. And, and I mean, flipping that switch. And for me, you know, game day, it's, you know, you don't really want to talk to me all that much before, you know, probably about an hour and a half before the game. That's it. Shut is, it down. Is usually when, you know, I, I tell all my family, like, all right, you know, time okay. to go. I, I literally, I just send people who are talking to me, all right, it's all right, time to go to work. That's so funny. And, you know, right after the game, uh, you know, about 30 minutes after, you, you know, get a little cool down and, you know, win or loss and, and all that. But, no, it's just it's just the way uh, I've always I've always played is you got to be able to flip that switch. What is your wife's opinion of who you are on the field? <laughs> she, she always uh, gives me a little uh, uh, crud. And, she you know, she's always worried about, uh, you know, me pushing the envelope too much and, you know, getting penalties, getting fined, this and that. But – uh, you know, she she gets it. That's pretty funny. How about you? and you have a, a new baby? Yep. How old is he now? He is ten months. Ten months. Uh, have you thought about the idea of him watching film of you someday, <laughs> and what he's going to think about this, and and how you're going to explain that Daddy was uh, a little bit mean to some other people? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually thought about that. That's a that's a great question. But uh, no, I think you know he'll he'll get the the differential of you know dad off on the field and dad off the field pretty quick and or he and, won't step one toe out of line once he ex- sees it <laughs> exactly or, or that you know see that's that's why i play that way is you know i want to intimidate my my kids not to right, you yeah. know, get out of line <laughs> that's the whole reason for this is that this is the long game you're playing here exactly like, when he's a teenager you'll pull up old film and be like do this and this is what happens uh so the other thing you're most known for other than the style of play i think is the hair I mean, it's, is, would you say that's a fair statement? Yeah, you know, everybody always brings up brings up the, the, the locks. The lock, the luxurious locks. I mean, considering we're on radio, and, like, I assume most people know at this point what your hair looks like, but just in case they don't, you have very long, very curly red hair. <laughs> yep, it's, 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 it's a lot of hair. It's, it's a lot happening. We, we had a question from uh, Bucks Nation asking what hair products you use, and do you either lend some to Fitz, or maybe should you start using some of Fitz's beard? Yeah, I, I, need, I, need, I need to get whatever uh, Fitz is using for his beard because that beard is—it's uh, incredible. Uh, yeah, I don't—I don't got the—I don't got the good facial hair. I need to—I need to ask Fitz for some uh, pointers. The, yeah, the Fitz—the facial—you've got it all on the head and the facial hair, not as much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't have everything. Like, come on, nah. you can't be greedy here. Exactly. Um, I how. How has your hair handled the Florida heat humidity situation? Man, it, it gets it, my hair is so curly and thick; it gets tangled all the time, and it's 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 rough. I've I've had a 
I've contemplated cutting it all off, but it's just it's kind of my signature thing. Oh yeah, is that I was gonna ask, is that like part of you keeping it or having it, or how did it even come to be in the first place? Yeah, originally uh, I grew it out. And I was gonna I was gonna donate it, you know, for uh, uh, to charity or, or you know uh, whatever, and it got it got super long and kind of you know fell in love with it. Started playing football really good with long hair, and I'm like, oh, uh, my, 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 charity's gotta wait. <laughs> might might want to keep it for a little bit. <laughs> That's amazing. And I feel like we need to get you like a conditioner sponsorship or something. Like there's got to be someone around here that has a connection here. I mean, maybe even like I feel like there was a void left by Troy Palomalu in the head and shoulders game that maybe this is something you could hop on the train. Yeah, definitely. I've been I've been I've been I've been trying to hustle for it, but uh, no calls yet. No calls yet. We got to We got to work on this, everybody. Uh, have you and Bo Allen been confused for each other yet? Yeah, a lot. It happens. <laughs> It even happens between our coaches sometimes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Be walking, walking through, and like, no, hey, Bo, how's it going? Hey, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm Ryan, but <laughs> hey, doing good. Thanks for asking. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, definitely out in public. Um, I've, I've gotten called Bo a couple different times, and Bo said he's been called me a couple different times. So it's a. Uh, it's pretty funny. That's amazing. So we need to like let everyone know like the curly hair is Ryan, the straight hair is Bo. Bo. But this is one of those moments they're just they're, they're having the redhead problems. If all redheads look alike, apparently, is it, that what's happening here? I, I guess so. You know, we're, we're two uh, two redheads with long hair that weigh over three hundred and twenty pounds. So yeah. it's it's a uh, you know easy mis- you, just easy mistake. When you thought to... you were unique, you know, <laughs> exactly, just exactly. When you thought you were unique, that's pretty funny. Uh, and another thing we've had a couple people asking about uh, is your grilling ability. That if anyone follows you on Twitter in particular. Uh, you are, you are an a, an avid griller, shall we say? Yes. Uh, so tell us about your your favorite things to to grill, and how would you rate your abilities here? Yeah, definitely. I like uh, I got into really got into like uh, smoking brisket and pork butts and stuff like that about about two and a half three years ago, and uh, definitely my my favorite thing to to grill is definitely uh, uh, steaks and then uh, smoking brisket and. I, know, I feel like, uh, you know, we had a O-line barbecue in the spring, and, and nobody was complaining about my food, so I'll, I'll rate it pretty good. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, Robert had asked what your favorite thing is to smoke for a party, like you're having people over. Is yeah, that what you're going with? Yeah, definitely going with, with brisket and, uh, and burn ends on top of that brisket. So it'll be uh, – that's my, that's my go-to. Uh, depending on how many people, I might do, uh, might do some steaks too. Oh, that sounds pretty great. So you're inviting all of us over after this, right? That's yeah, what I'm hearing. Perfect. Uh, we also had a question. I thought this was pretty funny. Someone asked on Twitter, what's the worst thing you've ever tried to grill or smoke? Or like, what's the epic failure you've had? Probably my, it was funny. Uh, I started grilling uh, chicken, a whole, I was doing beer can chicken. And it takes, you know, about 45 minutes to, to cook that on a grill. And I got distracted and ended up going to the store with it still on the grill and just totally forgotten came back like two hours later oh no and it was just i mean just uh i I just opened up the grill i'm like oh crud i forgot that uh i was i was was doing something before i left and it was just (laughs) this this black charred you can't even tell what mass like just sitting in the middle of my grill so that's probably one of my uh that's uh, terrible yeah one of my good stories that's really terrible uh i feel like is it true that when you're an o-lineman Everyone assumes that you're just like obsessed with food and eat like an insane amount. And how fair or unfair is that stereotype? I think there's, you know, there's there's a uh, there's there's something to be said about that. I, th- I think I think stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, with a lot of guys, we we struggle keeping our weight up. You know, a lot of people think that most O linemen become O linemen because they have because you're already that big because we have weight issues. But yeah. no, a lot of, a lot of times. Uh, 
there's something to be, you know, some guys do have weight issues, some guys don't have weight issues. So uh, the stereotypes, uh, about 70, 30, you know, most Truth. alignment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And you were one of those people that were, you were smaller. You had to put on the weight to become an O-lineman. Uh, when did that happen, and how did you do it? Yeah, when I, when I graduated high school, I was about 215 pounds. Um, I'm 320 now. Um, just through college and, and being introduced to a weight room was, was one of the – I didn't <laughs> yeah. lift weights really in high school. And, you know, I went to a D2 school, and, uh, you know, I went from 215 to 245 my freshman year and then 265 and 295 and then 315 my senior year. Um, you know, a lot of that was – uh, working out and, and and eating right and and doing all that, so yeah, it was definitely a process. Yeah, uh, and you—that was part of your interesting beginnings of your career uh, that you did not have the typical bunch of D one offers, mm-hmm. drafted first round, all that stuff that people hear now probably that you know you're the highest paid center in the league, and they assume you were one of those guys that just had the normal route to get here. So if people don't know your your path and and, and how you became to where you are now tell us a little bit about that and what your big major steps were to get here yeah definitely uh coming out of high school i, I almost didn't even go to college it's, it's a funny thing um <laughs> i was working for my uncle uh uh rough and he owned his own uh roofing company and uh you know 17 years old making you know a couple grand every every two weeks every you know three weeks i'm like eh, this ain't a bad yeah. life you know making making good you buy money. a lot of pizza with that you <laughs> exactly know? <laughs> you know and uh my mom actually, uh, she goes, no, you already signed your letter of intent to these, uh, to the school I went to, CSU Pueblo, and yeah, I didn't have any D1 offers. I didn't even have any D1 interest, like any walk-on or anything like that, and uh, I had $3,000 to go to school. Um, so my mom was like, no, you signed your letter of intent already. You're going to go to your, your freshman year at least, and if you don't like it, fine. You know, you got three or four months, and you're on your own with everything. I'm like, if you don't, if you drop out of school and this and that, I'm like, all right, fine. Cool. Easy. Yep. And uh, ended up going uh, my freshman year and starting as a true freshman at 235 pounds playing left tackle. And, yeah, it was a a struggle. Um, And, you know, kind of fell in love with the game all over again. You know, I loved it in high school. But, you know, I just didn't think I was going to be a college football player, you know, college athlete, and let alone an NFL athlete. And uh, those next, you know, three years I I developed, my body developed. I got bigger, stronger, faster everything like that, and I started, you know, being a dominant offensive lineman in, in the D2 level and, you know, still wasn't quite sure if, you know, I you know, yeah, I never really heard about any D2 guys really going to the NFL, and uh, my offensive line coach going into my senior year, uh, he just said, hey, you know, if you really put your mind to it, you can play in the league, and, you know, at that time I was like, is he just saying this to motivate me for my senior year to go right, have a good yeah, year to or, or just well. being serious, and I actually I sat down with him, I'm like, I need you to, this was uh, – going from my junior spring into uh, my uh, senior senior season. And he goes, yeah, so uh, I didn't work that summer. I just focused on working out and had to sell a, a dirt bike that I had bought with my own money. And, and that was, like, hard for me growing up in a small town. We rode dirt bikes. We went muddy. And, we, you know, we did all the four-wheeling stuff and uh, sold sold that bike so I didn't have to work over the summer. And that that, that sucked. You yeah. know, that's something I really worked for and, and, and all that and having to sell that. Now it's like, all right, well, cool. Kind of paid off. <laughs> yeah, paid, paid I off think you could buy a few dirt bikes now if yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, no, yeah, then uh, got drafted uh, in the sixth round by Baltimore Ravens, pick two hundred three, and uh, there's a, there's a video that my uh, brother took on that day, and it's it's kind of crazy. I always look back on it; it always comes up in my Facebook memories. Uh, 
you know, into April. And anytime I ever, like, feel sorry for myself, like, what am I doing? And, and uh, you know, it, it's hard when you get in the grind of camp and you get that. You always go back and watch that video of just how excited I was. And, and it, it just it snaps me right back into, all right, you know, I'm doing this because this is this is what I love to do and, and all that. But, yeah, I ended up getting cut my second year um, in Baltimore. I was on practice squad and um, got reactivated um, with two games left uh, in the 2014 season and uh, played my next three years, uh, next two years primarily as a, as a swing backup guy. And uh, last year I got my uh, first shot to actually uh, start and I just ran with it. That's awesome. I love that. Well, we still have plenty more here with Ryan Jensen live from Hooters on Hillsborough. And, of course, we want to hear from you. I'm going to give those numbers to you one more time. Hillsborough, 813-990-4620. Pinellas, 727-461-4620. And toll-free, 888-546-4620. You can also send them in the Bucks app under the More section or on Twitter using hashtag Bucks Radio. We'll have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Remember when you couldn't order a ride at the press of a button? Or get online without hearing this? Or get Domino's delivered to over 150,000 unexpected outdoor locations? Wait, what? Introducing Domino's Hotspots. You can finally get pizza delivered right to the beach, the quad, or the dog park. Not at home? Not a problem. Find a Domino's Hotspot near you and get two medium, two-topping pizzas delivered for $5.99 each. Two item minimum handmade pan pizzas will be extra asked for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Restrictions apply. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks Game Day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Eagles Sunday, September the 16th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon. Kickoff is at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from GEICO is not. Visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local GEICO office today. This is Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a kid, I used to wish. Someday, I'm going to play in the NFL. And I hoped. Someday, I'll be a first-round pick. And I dreamed. Someday, I'll be a pro bowler. Because someday holds so much hope for all of us. As the exclusive hospital of the Buccaneers, Florida Hospital supports everyone who believes in someday. And someday soon, Florida Hospital will be Advent Health. How do you become America's best-selling brand? You build the legendary F-Series trucks, America's best-selling trucks for 41 years, with Super Duty and Motor Trend's 2018 Truck of the Year, the F-150. Now is a great time to check out Ford F-Series trucks with great offers, leases, and financing at your local Ford store or online at buyfordnow.com. America's best-selling based on 2017 calendar year sales. Best-selling trucks based on sales December 1976 to November 2017. At Hooters, you can watch the games with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and those craveable wings that'll knock your taste buds into next Tuesday. Hooters girls know plenty about football, but we really know the fans that live for it. So hang out with all your buddies all season long at Hooters, your official hangout for game day. And while you're there, enjoy Hooters' great game day eats. Join us for the Bucks Players Show every Monday night at 5 p.m. at Hooters on Hillsborough. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Casey Phillips. 
going on, Bucks fans? We are here live from Hooters on Hillsboro. I am here with Ryan Jensen, new member of the Buccaneers, your starting center. And we just heard about his journey to getting to where he is now to be the highest paid center in the league. Not exactly the traditional uh, story of it. And there was another there, there was another part in there that I thought was really interesting that you uh, got diagnosed with sleep apnea. And I think that peop- it was one of those things that I feel like I've never really heard a football player talk about before. And you said that it, it literally almost like derailed your career. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going into my second year, I mentioned that I got cut and, um, and all that. Yeah, going through camp, uh, I reported to camp about three, 315 and um, 315 pounds. And uh, within two weeks of going through uh, NFL camp, I had, I had dropped down to almost 290 pounds. I didn't have any strength. Um, was grouchy all the time, you know. Everybody goes, "Well, you're always grouchy on the field." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," but normally I'm a now pretty I'm grouchy off the field too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a pretty uh, happy-go-lucky guy, and uh, you know, my dad is actually the one who uh, recommended me to go get uh, get tested. Uh, uh, him and my mom came to a game, and uh, I was pretty nasty, I guess, uh, to my mom at dinner uh, that night. I didn't even realize that, like my whole attitude and my mental state was just messed up because I wasn't getting any sleep and. Uh, he called me and he goes, "Hey, you need to get this figured out. Uh, you know, you're not acting, you're not acting right. You're not acting like my son, and this and that." I'm like, "All right." So I went and got tested. Uh, ended up having a pretty uh, severe uh, case of sleep apnea. And uh, after I got diagnosed with it, I, I started therapy immediately um, using a, a CPAP machine. And uh, from then on, I've, I've only not used it probably two or three times in the four years that I've had it. Wow. And those two or three times that I didn't use it, it's it's amazing the difference in sleep that I uh, I, I, I would wow. or wouldn't be getting. That's crazy. That's really intense. Um, so you take it on the road with you and everything. No, always, everywhere, right. everywhere. Do you have I your go. own room on the road, or do you have to yeah. share? Yeah. yeah so you're you're past the the rookie like sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was definitely. gonna say that seems like that would have not been <laughs> ideal. Uh, I was also thinking about you have your first game coming up now in the true 1 p.m. Florida heat, uh, and you know I feel like that's got to be something that. A lot of people ask the bigger guys on the team, especially like, mm-hmm. how do you handle the heat? How has that been? So, from training camp, what do you feel like you learned about your ability to play in the heat, and what do you expect of your first time playing a full game in Tampa and in like the middle of the day heat? Yeah, definitely, it's it's going to be hot. Um, <laughs> you know, the biggest thing is is preparation for the game and uh, making sure you're hydrated and, and drinking enough fluids uh, before the game, during the game. Anytime you can uh, be drinking, you should you should be drinking some water, and that's something that I kind of gauge through camp. Um, how often do I need to be drinking water um, through practice and, and, and stuff like that. I've always been pretty good at uh, uh, staying hydrated throughout practice and throughout games because I'm terrified of cramping. Uh, I've had, I had a full body cramp in, in college and they had to call an ambulance because I was in my dorm and I couldn't, oh I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. And they, you know, they <laughs> literally got an IV in my, in my dorm room because oh I, uh, I was cramping so bad. So I'm terrified of uh, going into cramping. So I'm always pretty good about hydrating. But uh, – yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be different for sure. Uh, that that heat that heat's real. Yeah, and it, it it beats guys down and, and stuff like that. So it's it's gonna be a little bit of a change. Do you feel more used to it now after all of training camp and preseason? Yeah, definitely. Uh, being out there and, and getting used to that heat is, is a big advantage really for us. Uh, you know, a lot of people you know say like Green Bay and Chicago and all that. When in the wintertime, that's an advantage for them because it's cold and they're used to it and this and that. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the heat down here could be an advantage for us also. That's huge. We're talking to Ryan Jensen here at Hooters on Hillsboro, and uh, we had a question from Dylan wanting to know, uh, of course, money was a big factor, but what else made you choose Tampa? Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
looking, you know, at the roster at the time when, uh, you know, I was, I was making my choice, you know, the, the receivers and the, the young talent on offense that we have um, and, and the old talent with, with G-Jack and, uh, and uh, now Fitzy, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that was a big factor. You know, uh, you know, money is important, you know, setting up a future, but also winning is, is something – uh, looking at the the playmakers and and the the talent level that was on on the team already and how close you know you guys really you know as a team last year really were you know most games were you know within six points yeah. um, that, that's huge you know that's that's one or two different plays going the other way and and instead of you know going four and twelve you're going twelve and four you yeah know, it's that's a uh, that's a big thing and uh, that, that was definitely a, a, dis, a deciding factor. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, and, of course, they, they brought up the money, and I bet you've gotten this question a thousand times of now that you have been paid, are you the same guy? Are you the same player? All of that stuff. What is your response to people who think that the contract might change you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think yesterday is a, uh, a good example of, uh, you know, the doubters who say, oh, well, he's, he's going to get paid. He's going to change as a player, you know. To me, that, that's the way I play the game, and, and that's the way I enjoy the game is by playing that way. And uh, for me, it's like I'm, you know, I'm not going to come out here and put my body on the line if I'm not in, enjoying the game. And uh, me enjoying the game is playing nasty and physical, right. and, and playing you know, playing uh, my style of football. And uh, I think that that's that, that's evidence of enough of uh, you know that the money's you know money's great, but you know the love of the game is also there. Yeah, that's I mean that's massive. And do you still you always talk about you played with a chip? on your shoulder that that was a big part of how you played and i think that once you become the highest paid at your position in the league is it hard to have that chip still is it hard to keep that there no you know uh i, I brought up uh marshall yonda before already in, in, in this telecast and um I, I talked to him a lot uh you know playing underneath him and and, and stuff like that and uh one thing that he always he he said when he got paid was you know it's great it's awesome he goes but you know i still gotta go out there and earn it yeah. And, you know, a lot of guys can go out there and, and, you know, you get paid and you go right off into the sunset and, you know, kind of let your career fizzle out. But for me, it's like I want to go out there and, and earn that money. You know, I just don't want to be a, a, a what a lot of people were worried about. Oh, is he just a one hit wonder? And that, that's that's not how I want to go out. That's just to me, I got too much pride and I don't want to go out like that. Did you feel pressure to do that? Did, I mean, was there pressure on your mind of oh, I don't want to be a one hit wonder if now they've paid me and earning it or was it? A privilege? I mean, for me, you know, I, I wasn't really too worried about it because that's just not the way uh, mentally I am. I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to I'm going to work and I'm going to finish. And and coming from a D2 school, I feel like, you know, that chip is always is always there because I'm always going to get viewed as, you know, when I get brought up, you know, you know, high space centers from D2 school. You know, uh, it's just that's just the way um, I, I go to work every day. You know, still having that chip on my shoulder of always terrified. Uh, you know, my first four years in the league, seeing the GM walk by me, I'm like, is he about to come up and tell me to come up to his office real quick and, and, and cut me? So that's just – I always have uh, played that way with you – know, always, you know, looking over my shoulder make sure nobody's coming to take my job. Yeah, that is interesting. You being the D2 and, you know, Ali Marpet being the D3 and then you've got Alex Kappa. So you got a lot of smaller school guys on this line. Have you guys – talked about that at all or, or what is that like and what do you think that does to the o-line having a bunch of you guys in there yeah definitely you know uh you know with ali and and, and now kappa and, and me and you know having three you know d2 and uh, or two d2 and a, a d3 guy uh he gets proud of a lot of you know we we didn't have the easy road we weren't you know the alabamas the 
uh, you know, we had to we had to work for everything that we ever got, and and not saying those guys don't have to work, but the perception of getting that Division two, that small school perception off you is it's a lot of work. Hmm, that's interesting. So it's do you think that the bar is set higher or lower when you've come out of that smaller school? Is it almost like it's easier to impress people or it's like people don't expect anything from you and it's hard to change their mind? Yeah, I think it's, uh, oh, you know, you see a, a Division two kid, you know, the, you know, I, I come in from getting drafted in Baltimore. Who's this guy? Why are we drafting this guy from a Division two school that I've never heard of? Right. And, uh, you know, there's – it can go either way, I think. Um, you can be like, all right, well, you know, you're drafted – from a Division two school, you better be, you know, the next coming. Or, uh, you know, oh, he's a he's a D2 kid, and, you know, we're giving him a shot, you know, but don't right. expect. So it can, I, th I feel like it can go depending on perspective uh, either way. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about some of your O-line teammates. What did you know about any of the O-linemen before you got here, and then what were your impressions of them when you came in, both either on the field, off the field, just as a unit overall? Because it's quite a group of personalities you have there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, didn't really know too much, honestly, um, about anybody. Uh, you know, being in the AFC, NFC, you know, we don't get to you know see a lot of film on guys, or you know, uh, really, come, especially come from a small small school with you know, we only have one other guy in the league. Uh, don't really know anybody. Uh, uh, coming out and like old friends and stuff like that. Um, the one guy I did hear about was uh, uh, Demar, just because uh, Jeremy Zuta when he got traded to Baltimore, he, he talked about Demar a lot. And uh, so Demar, that's a that's a that's a character, like you said. We have a lot of characters on the on the offensive line, with a lot of different personalities, and I, I love that. That's that's awesome. So tell me about these personalities and how you figured out who they were. Like, were there certain moments that you started figuring out? these different guys and the fact that there were so many characters in that room yeah definitely uh you know being the new guy there it's you kind of got to feel your way around a little <laughs> bit and, and uh yeah everybody it, it's 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 awesome uh you know we always talk about cohesiveness and and uh you know five guys playing you know in one unit and being on the same same page and it's just it's amazing getting you know five six seven different guys with completely different personalities to work on the same page and uh no, it, it didn't take long. It took maybe, you know, I got out of my comfort zone, you know, about two, three weeks into workouts and OTAs and stuff and finally kind of getting the feel for, for the guys. And Donovan continued his Ironman streak where he's never missed a game this week. There was a little concern about that when he'd gone down with an, in, an injury in training camp. Uh, what was that like to realize that he has that streak? And, and what does that mean as an offensive lineman in particular to be able to do that game in and game out? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it shows a lot about his 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 character in a sense, you know, a lot of guys, they get nicked up and they go, Oh, well, I'm not playing this week. Cause I'm not a hundred percent. And you know, the NFL is not a hundred percent league. You're, you're, you're always striving to be feeling a hundred percent. But the, the fact of the matter is you're never going to feel that the day before training camp starts is the best you're going to feel until yeah. the day before training camp starts yeah. next year. <laughs> and you know, you got to get that on your mind and with, with Donnie and, and, uh, and all that, it, it goes to show how tough he, he is. That's huge. All right, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Ryan Jensen, so don't go anywhere. You can continue one last chance to get those questions in. Use that hashtag BucksRadio on Twitter, and we'll be back after this. This is Buccaneers Radio. When it comes to cancer, defense isn't always the right strategy. You have to be willing to go on the offensive to attack it relentlessly like Moffitt Cancer Center, standing up to it with the same courage Moffitt sees in every cancer patient they treat. That's why Moffitt is working every day to outsmart cancer, not just react to it, but to get ahead of it, which is the best way to win. To see stories of courage, 
Visit Moffitt.org slash courage. Moffitt, proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Life is about living in the moment, and Heineken believes that you have the best times and create the richest memories when you embrace the unexpected. That's why Heineken encourages everyone to live spontaneously. Whether you're exploring new parties, just enjoying the summertime, or watching football with friends and family, these are all chances to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. Heineken reminds you to enjoy responsibly. For the ultimate in tailgating, head over to Lazy Days RV, the world's largest RV dealership. Choose from over 1,500 RVs from the nation's largest selection of RV brands. Plus, at Lazy Days, experience more. Up to $7,000 in benefits that only Lazy Days offers. And visit Florida's largest RV accessory store. For a huge selection of tailgating RVs, visit Lazy Days off I-4, exit 10 in Tampa. Lazy Days, exclusive RV partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Visit them online at LazyDays.com or stop by. So you're homesick and uploading pics of your kitten is all you want to do. But when your cable is slow, it's like your internet took a sick day too. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds four times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 80 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer, equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Going on, everyone. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro. We're going to be here every Monday, so make sure you guys all come out, hang out with us. This is going to be a great time. We're going to have a different player every Monday. It's our final segment here with Ryan. We got a couple callers on the line, so I want to get to both of them. So, uh, Ralph from Tampa, go ahead. Oh, hey Ryan. I just want to say, man, uh, welcome aboard. And I, I got to tell you. Uh, you guys played magnificently yesterday. It was uh, it was just unbelievable how you guys, the resilience of you guys, uh, you know, just fighting back and fighting back and fighting back. I, I just the offensive line was amazing, absolutely amazing, and and to have you know new players in here, a new center who who basically calls a lot of the the, the, the plays out there. You guys gelled like unbelievable. I just, uh, I just want to say thank you. I hope you guys keep that continuity up, and that uh, I pray that you all stay healthy. And, and go take care of Philly next weekend. Definitely, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no problem. Thanks. Thanks, Ralph. We love those positive callers like that. And Definitely. he's right. You guys were killing it. All right, Daryl from Tampa. What's going on? How you doing? We're doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Well, I hate to be the one to have to rain on your parade. Well, then don't do it, Daryl. There's an easy solution here. You just don't do it. Look, there's a northern wind that's going to come down here to Raymond James in the name of the Philadelphia champion Eagles. And that defensive line is just going to blow right past you. (laughs) You're going to get a good look at the Tampa Bay sky. So I just want, I hate to be the one to rain in your parade with that no no team in New Orleans. Now you're going to face a real defensive line, and are you prepared for that? Are you really prepared? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put on a show. First of all, Daryl is asking this question, not looking at Ryan. You mean a no show? All right, we'll be looking for you on Sunday. This is gonna be fun. Oh man, thank you, Daryl. I I I notice that people have a lot more courage when they're not looking at you in in person and seeing how gigantic you are. I feel like. Uh, that, that would definitely take away from some of the bravado some of these opposing team fans would have. But speaking of Philly, let's go ahead and talk about this. You got the uh, Super Bowl champs coming in here, and I know one game, everybody always talks about every game matters the same, but I have to imagine this one gets you guys a little extra amped up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's an old kind of old saying is, you know, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And, you know, we got an opportunity early in, uh, uh, you know, early in the year to, uh, you know, play a championship uh, football team. And, uh, you know, it's exciting. And I know all the guys are amped up and ready to go. And what do you know about their defense? And then I'm sure it's kind of handy to have Bo and Vinny, that you got two former D linemen. Of You always hear about teams saying, oh, yeah, we want to ask the former players for some advice. But for you in particular to have D linemen be the players that we've taken from Philly, how much are they going to be able to help you out? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's, it's big. Um, having guys that have been in their system before, you know, you kind of get, you know, maybe a little inside scoop on, on different things and the way they, they do things. And, but yeah, uh, they do, they have a, they have a really good front seven and, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a good test for us. Now I'm not going to ask you to tell me what they're going to tell you about the D line. Cause we don't want to spoil that. You know, the whole, I know that they know that we know that we know, <laughs> but, uh, what are the types of things that someone that has been in their system and played for them can tell you? Yeah, I mean, it just different nuances and, and the way, you know, different things are ran, um, you know, little little tips and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, hard to get into it without without Giving away it. things, that's yeah. fine. We don't want to give it but, away. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely helpful. Okay, and then for you, how do you individually prep for a game? What are the big things that you're looking for on film or the ways that you make sure you're individually ready? Yeah, uh, you know, film's a, film's a big thing. Uh, big aspect of that uh, obviously you know getting healthy you know the nfl like i, I was mentioning earlier is, is about getting as close to 100 percent as you can and uh you know feel get the body feeling good on top of watching film and and finding those little things on film that uh you know kind of tip off you know maybe maybe they're running a blitz to the side you know doing this you know the safety's a little bit shallower on this play and and it's little itty bitty little things like that that can really uh help and you kind of kind of predict what's happening we're in our final few minutes here on buccaneers total access with ryan jensen so uh i know that again we talk about what whoever you play it's all one win it all counts the same on the schedule but if you guys were able to start two and oh and have won one on the road in division and then win your home opener against the super bowl champs what would that do for this team do you think yeah i know kind of like you you mentioned we're we're always focused about going one and oh uh for the week and you know, starting out two and zero, that that's great. But you know, only one in two games is getting in the playoffs and, and stuff like that. You know, it's it's a great uh, confidence and, and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like as a team, we're we're focused on just going one and zero every week and and not getting too far into the future. What do you know about Philly's defense that made it so successful last year? I mean, I'm sure you did watch them in the postseason and in the Super Bowl. And so, what did you see last year that you could that, that might still translate this year? Yeah, they, they have a they have a really good. Uh, uh, like a front, they have a really good front seven. Uh, they rush the passer very well, and I mean they they fly around. They're they're a, a high energy, fast. You know they uh, they work. You know I don't want to call them a try hard because that's not what they are. They 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 run to the ball. They uh, they're uh, they're a fast flying defense, and uh, that that's what made them successful. You know they got they got Fletcher in the middle, and they got uh, Brandon Graham's on the edge. Uh, two really really good football players, and 
uh, that's that's just something you, you know they they pop out on film. And for you, a, a line like that, a front seven like that, is that more fun for you to play against, or is it like, oh, geez, this is going to be exhausting? <laughs> no, it, it's 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 definitely fun going against a really good front seven. It's it's a challenge, and um, you know it's you know it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle, and um, that's something I, I enjoy. I enjoy that grind and that that battle. Um, going up against really, really good front seven, and, and especially you go out there and dominate, or, or you know you win the game. It's it's makes it that much sweeter. What are you most looking forward to about your first Bucks home game? I mean, you you were there in the preseason, but the, the only one of them did you even play in, and preseason is very different. So looking at it as this is your first time really playing in your new home stadium, mm-hmm. what what most stands out to you about what you're looking forward to? I'm, I'm looking forward to see, uh, especially coming off a big win, uh, the amount of people that are going to be in the stands and. and the, that atmosphere and I've, I've played here in uh, 2014 uh, on the opposing side and I know when we first got here um, it was earlier in the year and you know the, the the stands were packed and it was it was it got pretty rowdy there for a little bit um, so I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what the fans bring to the game how have you handled the cannons so far <laughs> um, they uh, they terrified me <laughs> the first couple the first couple times I didn't I didn't realize that uh, you know the first time we got in the red zone and that those things went off I was like what is happening? What is this? Yeah, yeah. But, the uh, red zone gets you. The score, everybody's loud yeah, and cheering, and yeah. so you prepared for it. But the, the red zone kind of, it, it's. It, it, I, I haven't uh, not been caught off guard yet. That's by, even so. on the field while you're playing. Yeah, it scared like, you. Holy cow! That's what's, amazing. What's, holy, what's going on? I love that. It, it makes if it makes you feel better. I've been here now. This is four <laughs> years. Still, still terrified by that. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck this Sunday. Excited to see you out there against Philly. And thanks to everyone who joined us out here at Hooters on Hillsboro. This has been awesome. Make sure you come out here every single Monday, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're going to have a different player out here. You can always be calling in, sending your questions in. We're going to have more next week from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. When your young athlete is injured and needs help getting back in the game, who do you turn to? The Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa specializes in providing your child the best pediatric physical and occupational therapy and protecting your child's recovery to help prevent future injury. Focusing only on children and young adults, Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa wants to get your athlete back in the game and back to playing the sports they love. Learn more at HopkinsAllChildrens.org. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks Game Day coverage. It's not here. Rock. The Bucks play the Eagles Sunday, September the 16th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon. Kickoff is at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from Geico is not. Visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local Geico office today. How do you become America's best-selling brand? You build the legendary F-Series trucks, America's best-selling trucks for 41 years, with Super Duty and Motor Trend's 2018 Truck of the Year, the F-150. Now is a great time to check out Ford F-Series trucks with great offers, leases, and financing at your local Ford store or online at buyfordnow.com. America's best-selling based on 2017 calendar year sales. Best-selling trucks based on sales December 1976 to November 2017. At Hooters, you can watch the games with all your buddies. And when your buddies are the world-famous Hooters girls, there's always plenty of ice-cold beer and those craveable wings that'll knock your taste buds into next Tuesday. Hooters girls know plenty about football, but we really know the fans that live for it. So hang out with all your buddies all season long at Hooters, your official hangout for game day. 
on game day. Enjoy 450 Bud and Bud Light Big Daddy mugs or Bud buckets, just $12. See you at Hooters. Football fans, rejoice! Affinity Rewards fueled by Chevron is back and better than ever. Sign up at Affinity.com, start earning points, and score big with game tickets, official team gear, autographed merchandise, and unique experiences with your favorite team. Sign up, start earning, score big. Register at Affinity.com and start earning points today. That's A-F-A-N-I-T-Y.com to register. See program rules for details. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks, your friend on the digital frontier. Join us again next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint, celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. This is 620 WDAE St. Petersburg and 95.3 FM, home of the best Bucks coverage.